I'm Lights Camera Jackson, and you're listening to the second anniversary episode of the Back to You podcast. Hope you're doing well. If you're listening to this on the day it drops, April 3rd, 2021, exactly two years after I began the Back to You podcast on April 3rd, 2019, we went through all 17 episodes of the Fox sitcom with Kelsey Grammer, Patricia Heaton, Ty Burrell, Josh Gad, Laura Marano, Ida Field, and the late Fred Willard. We had an 18th episode that covered everything that happened since Back to You went off the air, along with my stories about meeting all the major cast members of Back to You. Then last year, April 3rd, 2020, did a first anniversary episode of the podcast, which brought it up to, at that point, what happened in the nine months after the last episode of the Back to You podcast, talking about me meeting up with Kelsey Grammer again and everything that was going on with the entire cast and crew of Back to You. And now I'm doing it again. And that also references the episode, Chuck and Kelly doing it again and the doing it again marathon for the 19 days leading up to this new episode. Once a day, I dropped all the previous episodes of the Back to You podcast, and now here we are. This is technically episode number 20. So excited to share with all of you my thoughts on what's been happening in the world of Back to You since the last time I did this a year ago. And so much has happened. Some great things, some really nice things, and some sad things. Of course, the passing of Fred Willard being one of them. And we will get into all of that here on this episode of the Back to You podcast. Of course, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at LCJ Reviews and the podcast itself on Twitter at Back to You Pod. So many of you have reached out to me over the past two years when Back to You related things have made headlines and reached out to me and said, how about this? And keep going with your love of Back to You. And I so appreciate that. And hopefully all of you who are listening to this, if you've watched the Back to You series, share the love with me. Quite a show and one that is still resonating with a lot of people and so much going on with the cast and the crew. We're going to dive into all of that right now. I'm going to take you right from where we last left off to the present day. So we had the first anniversary episode on April 3rd. Then as I teased uh, in the later portions of that episode, On Wednesday, April 8th, 2020, creators Steve Levitan and Chris Lloyd, they went from Back to You to Modern Family. And on April 8th was the one-hour Modern Family retrospective on ABC at 8 o'clock, followed by the one-hour series finale of Modern Family at 9 o'clock. The retrospective brought in 6.6 million viewers, and the series finale, which I watched that night, got 7.4 million. That is the highest rated Modern Family episode since the episode on January 11th, 2017. 
2017. So the biggest ratings in three years and three months for a sitcom that lasted 11 years on ABC. Right after that finale at 10 o'clock, Eric Stone Street went on the premiere episode of the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire revival, which got 6.2 million viewers. By the way, that Modern Family series finale was also a 70% increase from the previous week's episode. I've written about this on social media. I've told people on shows and podcasts. Series finales are television events. I truly believe they're one of the last great TV events that we have, especially for network TV. Anything live, sports, award shows, that is event television. I love live TV. You never know what's going to happen. And we've seen that many a time, whether it's Miss Universe with Steve Harvey or what happened with the Oscars or just anything. Sports and award shows, live TV, anything like that, you never know what can happen. And when it comes to series finales, I still think it's this occasion where you get a lot of people together. You all want to be watching this event and then talk about it and write about it on social media afterwards and talk about it with people at work the next day. Those who started off watching Modern Family back in 2009 who maybe thought after five, six years, eh, the show's not as funny as it was, I'm going to stop watching, decided to come back and watch the finale. Even if they hadn't seen an episode in years, they wanted to experience that event. And that shows. Biggest ratings in three years and three months and a 70% increase from even the previous week. It shows that series finales are still events for one of the most successful comedies in television history. Then, on Thursday, April 23rd, 2020, the Will and Grace series finale. Now, James Burroughs, who directed all 17 episodes of Back to You, directed many, many, many episodes of Will and Grace. And now that was, again, another very successful network show, NBC, was on for eight years from 1998 to 2006. It was a big deal when it went off the air then. And then a little more than a decade later, NBC said, let's bring the characters back. Let's bring this cast back. We think it's time. So they brought him back, and then very quickly it got another two-season renewal, but then the network decided that season three of this revival, technically season 11 of this sitcom, would be the last one. Will and Grace uh, didn't have quite the popularity in recent years that it did in the past, and not as popular as Modern Family had been. It wasn't doing so hot in the ratings, especially the final season getting in the low and mid 2 million viewers range, but... That series finale on April 23rd brought in 3.1 million viewers, the highest rated episode since the one on November 1st, 2018, been about a year and a half. So there you go. Like I said, for fans of the original run of Will and & Grace, and even those who tuned in at the beginning of this but stopped watching it a little bit of the way through, wanted to come back and see how everything wrapped up. And I have to say, for both of these, the Modern Family series finale and the Will & Grace series finale, they both were very well done. I also recently watched the NBC Superstore finale and the uh, series finale of Mom is coming up on CBS. Series finales are events and series finales are an opportunity for writers of shows, directors, and the cast members to do what they really want with the characters. Ultimately, where do we want to go? And do we want to go into the future? Do we want to see these characters go into the future? And so for Modern Family, we got a nice, wholesome wrap-up with some humor and some heart. 
Same thing with Will and Grace. They were well done. Though it's hard to think about them now because so much has happened in the nearly year since these episodes. But those are the first two major things to happen over this past year, those series finales. Speaking of series ending... That's where we come into Carol's second act. Now, if you remember, on the first anniversary episode of the Back to You podcast, I talked about how Kelsey Grammer reunited with Patricia Eaton on her latest CBS sitcom, Carol's Second Act, in the season finale. Kelsey came in for the final minute of the episode to introduce his character, uh, Carol's ex-husband, the father of Ashley Tisdale's character, her daughter, and uh, how this was setting up for if there was going to be a season two that Kelsey Grammer would be on season two a lot, recurring character, and this great back to you reunion that we got. And I was so looking forward to the possibility of having these two, Chuck and Kelly, doing it again on Carol's second act. But unfortunately, that's all we're ever going to get. Because on Wednesday, May 6, 2020, CBS canceled Carol's second act. It was on Thursday nights at 9.30, a time slot that this season has been taken up by one of my favorite sitcoms on TV, the Unicorn, starring Walton Goggins, which I think is a very good quality show. And as of this recording, CBS has not decided what it's going to do yet with The Unicorn. But if you already know the news, uh, hopefully it got renewed for season three. But Carol's second act couldn't make it past season one. CBS probably thought the ratings were too low, even though the Kelsey Grimmer increase really helped. They didn't think the show had a legitimate future, which is too bad because, again, I would have wanted to see Grammer and Heaton together again. Uh, it could have been some really nice TV magic. Carol's second act, not a fantastic quality show, not a lot of laughs. I stopped watching after the fourth or fifth episode and then came back for Kelsey. That's what a lot of people probably did too. But overall, just not a fan of the show, though could have easily been a fan of it if it was going to go in certain directions. But... When one door closes, another door opens, and with what Kelsey Grammer's got going now, these could be really great things, and we'll get into that in just a little bit. Gonna play a clip for you right now from December 1st, 2020. This is Patricia Heaton on Rachel Ray. She's on to promote her book, Your Second Act, which came out in spring-summertime of last year. And she references the fact that the book is a reference to Carol's second act and what has happened to the show. And she also talks about a movie that she was working with her husband on in Oklahoma, but then COVID entered the picture. We were filming a movie that my husband and I are financing and he's directing in Oklahoma City when the pandemic hit. And we only had five days left to shoot and we had to shut down. And we, oh. have, not been, we have not been able to get back there to finish it. And then my show was canceled and then my deal was not renewed. And then, so oh. we just thought, I'm going to learn Spanish. That's what I'm going to do. So <laughs> like, like, like you, I'm on like 145 days in a row uh, of Duolingo <laughs> Spanish. Now I can't really speak it yet, but me too, I can me too. <laughs> Patricia Heaton trying to stay as positive as possible, trying to get this movie done in Oklahoma. And yeah, your second act directly referencing Carol's second act and that show being canceled. And yes, she's right. The deal, her deal with CBS uh, did not get renewed. And there was some controversy surrounding some behind the scenes things going on at Carol's second act as well. 
We'll have to see what her next big career move is. Now we go to Saturday, May 16, 2020, the day before on the 15th, Fred Willard, Marsh McGinley, passed away at the age of 86. A true loss for the entertainment world, for comedy. So many people wrote tributes on social media or went on talk shows, talked about him, all the tributes from the news magazine shows on the air and many things on social media highlighting so much of his career, whether it was the Christopher Guest movies, including Best in Show, whether it was Everybody Loves Raymond or Wally or some of his later work, including Modern Family. And uh, and back to you. Back to you got a lot of love during this time from fans and from those who were directly involved in the show. I'm first going to play a clip for you of Ty Burrell who went on Jimmy Kimmel Live a couple nights after Fred Willard passed away. Here is Ty Burrell. The the truth is that I was so heavily influenced by Fred's style as a performer and his good-natured obliviousness that there would be no Phil Dunphy without Fred Willard. And the beautiful irony of him being cast as Phil's dad was almost too much for me to bear. Why is this still going? How hard did you press start? Well, that shouldn't matter. Well, just press end task. Okay. But only on the right side of the button. Why wouldn't you tell me that first? Rainmaker! Hmm. Everybody warned me this would happen. Fred was his hardworking good-natured, hilarious self all the way to the end. Um, on our rap day, I tried very poorly to, to tell him how much he meant to me and, and how much he had influenced my career. And um, he just smiled and said, I'll see you on the next one. That's Fred. That clip featured a great scene from the final episode of Modern Family that Ty Burrell and Fred Willard got to work together on that was really sweet and really moving. Later in the year, on December 18, 2020, Entertainment Weekly posts this tribute issue and and they go through many of the people who passed away in 2020 and other celebrities get to write about these people who influenced them throughout their lives and Ty Burrell was able to pay tribute to Fred Willard and I'm going to read what Ty Burrell wrote for Entertainment Weekly. The first thing I remember about Fred was the scene in Spinal Tap when he's showing the band around and talking about needing to get his hair cut. Better not get too close to you, or they'll think I'm part of the band. You can see Christopher Guest ducking to laugh. I've heard that Christopher Guest is legendary for not breaking. And like most people, I started to notice Fred through Christopher Guest's films. I was just struck that this guy who was playing as plain a character as you could, could be making it that funny. Little by little... He started to have a real impact on the way I was doing bits with friends. His ability to be earnest and oblivious, but so on his toes and not come across as dumb, it almost defies gravity. That was a miracle to watch. And when I started to get more opportunities to do comedy, he was a huge influence on me. What struck me most when I first met Fred at a table read for Back to You was how quiet he was. 
He seemed to be such a straightforward Midwestern guy. I expected him to be more, I don't know, bombastic or more of a comedian. But when he was performing, there would be these explosions of comedy that totally belied his perfectly parted hair and his straight-down-the-middle demeanor. The comedy that was in him came in such a vanilla package, it would slap you in the face. There was no indication of all the things that I'd seen him do on film or all the things that were waiting for me in his performance. He'd just sneak attack and knock me over with some hilarious, completely unexpected idea. On Back to You, I got to see firsthand how all of the stuff that he was doing was not a fluke. He wasn't just somebody who came by that naturally. He was just super hard worker. I had the dressing room above him, and I could hear him going over his lines over and over and over again before taping. I also heard him practicing his alternate jokes. He made those alts look so easy in those moments by improvising certain things. He was a great improviser, but he also spent time to think about other jokes that he could plug in when the other jokes already had their moment in front of the audience. I learned a ton from him. You always want to be spontaneous. Go into every scene as prepared as possible, but also be prepared with other jokes that might take the scene in a different direction. That really all came from Fred. Then I got to work with him on Modern Family for all that time. I loved when I knew I was going to work with Fred because a day with Fred meant somebody who was always prepared, somebody who was always going to bring extra stuff to the table, somebody who never added drama off screen. He was just a completely low-maintenance person and somebody who off-screen was really kind and funny. Fred didn't create an earnest, oblivious character that has existed for forever, but he perfected it, in my opinion. I just don't think that Phil Dunphy could exist without Fred, because Fred was able to navigate being oblivious but not be dumb. His characters were all still capable, and that's really where Fred did something miraculous. If you want to read the entire piece that Ty Burrell wrote on Fred Willard, you can Google it and go to entertainmentweekly.com. Very moving, very heartfelt, and on Jimmy Kimmel Live as well. On May 16th, Josh Gad also tweeted his condolences. My heart is hurting right now, learning of the passing of my friend, Fred Willard. Fred was one of the most gracious human beings I ever knew. When I got my first TV role on Back to You, nobody was more kind and welcoming than Fred, whether attending my wedding or just calling me. So yes, Fred Willard did attend Josh Gad's wedding, which took place in 2008, right about the time when uh, something big happened when it came to Back to You, as Josh Gad explains on Jimmy Kimmel Live in a clip from October 2020. I just want to ask you, because I heard you have a story about our mutual friend Fred Willard, and um, oh, I, I don't know what the story is, but we, of course, loved him. He used to be here like once a week at our show. You did a show with him. And, uh, hey, man. If you don't mind, share share this story with us. So, so yeah. So, Jimmy, uh, Fred and I did a show called Back to You. And I was really excited because it afforded me the opportunity to pay for a, a very big wedding. We had about 300 guests. Uh, and that night, Fred and his, uh, his wife, Mary, who since also passed, they both showed up. And, you know, Fred had this big, boisterous smile on his face. And he comes up to me and he goes, 
Josh, congratulations. This is great. And I said, oh, thank you so much, Fred. It means the world that you came here. He goes, oh, this looks pretty expensive. I guess now's a bad time to tell you the show is canceled. And he walks away. <laughs> and I literally was like, oh, Fred, Fred, wait, are you serious? He's like, yeah. And that was it. I found out that my show was canceled the night of my wedding by Fred Willis. <laughs> well, it couldn't have come from a better guy. Isn't that something? Fred Willard was the one who told Josh Gad that Back to You was canceled at Josh's wedding. Wow, that is that is truly unbelievable. Fred Willard received a posthumous Emmy nomination for the final episode of Modern Family that he did with Ty Burrell on Tuesday, July 28, 2020. And I know that his family was very grateful for that Emmy nomination for Best Guest Actor in a Comedy Series. And they tweeted some things out and uh, really appreciated that posthumous nomination. Fred did not win in the category. It went to Eddie Murphy for his guest hosting on Saturday Night Live. But still uh, very nice that Modern Family uh, was able to receive that nomination. The show hadn't been getting many big nominations nominations for a couple of years, but at least we're able to go out with this one, recognizing a true talent in Fred Willard. He was so kind to me in the time that I met him in person in January of 2008, as I've talked about here on the podcast, as well as when he came on the podcast on the third episode. I remember emailing his agent, his publicist, and he got back in an email and said, Please call Fred at, on this certain day at this certain time. He would love to speak with you about the show. And so I, I called Fred that day and got him. And, and right away, he said, let's talk about Back to You. Let's get into Back to You. I, I don't know why it was canceled. I have no idea. And he just jumped right in. And you could tell that so many memories were still so vivid. And he just loved doing the show. He loved the cast. I could tell in his voice. I could tell in his enthusiasm. I could tell how much he appreciated being Marsh McGinley, the sportscaster, and his love of sports, and the incredible year that he had working on that show. As he said, getting paid pretty good money by Fox and wanting to stay on that show for years if it had continued. Uh, I loved being able to talk with Fred in uh, the spring of 2019 as we were just getting this podcast underway for him to come on was so nice of him to do and I uh, will forever appreciate that. Thank you Fred Willard not only for coming on the podcast and for playing Marsh McGinley but for all of your roles over the years and your contributions to comedy and to entertainment. You are deeply missed one time I went to see Kelsey Grammer doing it on Broadway, and I went backstage, and first thing he looked up, he was putting on his shoes and said, uh, why the hell did they ever cancel back to you? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you, Fred Willard. Later in the month of May, Friday, May 29, 2020, the debut of Josh Gad's new animated series Central Park on Apple TV+. Uh, it's been a big hit for the streaming service it's already been renewed for season three. Season two premiere is right around the corner. Josh Gad co-creating the show, one of the main voices. He brings in his friends, including double Oscar nominee Leslie Odom Jr. and a, a big cast from the makers of Bob's Burgers. It's doing very well for Apple TV+. Then a couple weeks later, uh, Friday, June 12, 2020, the release of Josh Gad's latest movie for Disney, 
Artemis Fowl on Disney+. Plus. I had suspected for a while, once all these theater shifts were happening, theaters closing, movies shifting to streaming services, that Artemis Fowl seems like the kind of movie that Disney's not going to want to wait for theaters to reopen to show. They're going to want to put it out on Disney+, Plus, and that's what they did. Artemis Fowl is not a very good film, but... It keeps Josh Gad out there for the summertime along with Central Park, and he's so much in the Disney family with Beauty and the Beast. I know he's going to do the LeFou uh, Gaston spinoff show for Disney Plus that's coming soon, also voicing Olaf, of course, and doing more Frozen shorts, and I'm sure more Frozen uh, specials or maybe another movie we'll have to see down the line for Josh Gad. But uh, Artemis Fowl, not a uh, monster-critical hit for Disney for the summertime. That didn't end Josh Gad's big summer and big year. He started this Reunited Apart series on YouTube, bringing together the casts of some all-time classic movies. And some of his favorites growing up, he's always talked about growing up in the 80s, loving The Goonies, Back to the Future, Splash, uh, Ghostbusters, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, The Karate Kid, Cobra Kai, and then you've also got Lord of the Rings, Wayne's World. So, yeah, uh, bringing together all these casts, Reunited Apart, became a big deal on social media in 2020 when a lot of people were stuck at home. They needed excitement in entertainment, not just movies and television, but what kind of events can we create? And Josh Gad has these Reunited Apart episodes. Maybe he'll do more in the year to come, but these were major successes for social media and for entertainment. Going through everything from the past year related to Back to You, cast and crew here on this second anniversary episode of the podcast. We go to Tuesday, August 18, 2020. Kelsey Grammer completes filming a movie called Miss Willoughby and the Haunted Bookshop in the United Kingdom. If you remember last summer, okay, everybody's stuck inside. Production is shut down on a lot of TV shows and movies. What can we do? But things were starting to get a little better in the UK, and they were getting a little bit ahead of the US as far as the COVID protocols, how to film movies and television shows. And so Kelsey went over to the UK to film the entire movie, Miss Willoughby. He released this statement to Variety on how the production went. He said, this has been a terrific experience. Although COVID presented a new set of challenges, we were able to work very effectively through new standards of film production. I would urge my family of actors at SAG-AFTRA to take a page out of the British playbook. We can responsibly get back to work. I have nothing but high praise for everyone associated with this production, from the director Brad Watson to the costume, makeup, and hair folks to the young people who are just getting started in this marvelous profession. So Kelsey Grammer, high praise for how the production went in the UK for his movie, Miss Willoughby. Still looking forward to seeing it. Hopefully it'll come out soon. And, of course, in the months since, lots of television production has gotten back and film production is still getting going. And, of course, animation thriving more than ever. But Kelsey Grammer out in front in the early days of the return to the workforce for the movie and TV production world. Now on to Friday, October 9th, 2020. Laura Marano, the original Gracie Carr, 
who then went on to work on Disney Channel, and she had done Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader, and has released a lot of songs and albums over the last several years. Well, she's still doing some movies, and her film The War with Grandpa finally opened in theaters. This is an ensemble family comedy. Robert De Niro, Rob Riggle, Uma Thurman, a hilarious Christopher Walken, directed by Tim Hill. The War with Grandpa was filmed back in 2017, and then... Because it was a Weinstein Company movie when the Weinstein Company meltdown happened, it got held for a long time, for years. It was in limbo. And Tim Hill didn't know if the movie was ever going to be released. But this Studio 101 Studios that had released the director's cut of The Current War and only a couple other movies decided to take a chance on this and put it out in theaters in the fall to try to get people and especially families back to the movies. It opened number one with $3.6 million, and The War with Grandpa has earned about $21 million total, appearing in the weekend box office top 10 for 20 weeks in a row. It's a hit. It's an absolute hit. I interviewed Tim Hill because he also directed the SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run, and he told me how pleasantly surprised he was with the success of the war with grandpa that families were really responding to it and it's so great that families have wanted to safely come back to the movies to the indoor movie theaters and to take advantage of the drive-ins all over the country the war with grandpa the perfect movie at the perfect time for families to take advantage of and laura morano in a supporting role as one of uma thurman and rob riggle's daughters one of their kids in the movie uh she's in it a little bit she gets some scenes with de niro it's not a huge role but she was doing a lot of publicity for the film along with the rest of the cast and uh certainly a, a highlight of her her career for sure right up there with fifth grader and her work on the disney channel series austin and alley and of course back to you uh, right up there the war with grandpa definitely a hit then it all gets really interesting because on monday november 16 2020 big headlines i couldn't believe this when i read it kelsey grammar and Alec Baldwin to star in new ABC multicam comedy series from Back to You and Modern Family co-creator Christopher Lloyd. The series already greenlit to series, which means they'll film the pilot, but they don't need to send the pilot to the ABC executives to then get approval to move on. They can film the pilot and as many episodes as ABC wants to give them. It's going right to series. It will be on the air. Clearly... A great sign and confidence by the network. According to The Hollywood Reporter, this is the tagline, the logline for this comedy series. Three guys who were roommates in their 20s until their warring egos drove them apart reunite decades later for one more run at the lives they've always wanted. There were rumors that Warring Egos could be the title of the show as of this recording that has not yet been confirmed. But, wow, Kelsey Grammer back with Christopher Lloyd. You worked with him on Frasier. And now you're bringing in Alec Baldwin as well, the host of ABC's Match Game. What a powerhouse duo. Really interested to see how this show goes. Couldn't believe when I saw that they're going to go again with another sitcom, especially considering the rumors for years that Kelsey Grammer wants to do a Frasier revival. 
how does the Frasier revival get in the mix with this new ABC comedy series? Well, we'll get into that here in just a little bit on the Back to You podcast. So we've got this new ABC comedy series probably going to start airing this fall, fall of 2021 in the 21 to 2022 television season on ABC, half hour multicam. If you remember, of course, what did Kelsey Grammer do after Back to You? He did an ABC multicam comedy series called Hank that only lasted five episodes. But you know what? A decade later, he feels like going back to the network. And when you got... Christopher Lloyd on it as well, and Alec Baldwin. Guess they're going to try to make it happen. Now, I decided at the end of 2020, usually I have holiday cards. One year I did uh, Regis You a Merry Christmas, rest in peace Regis. One year I did uh, Happy Hanksgiving for Tom Hanks, and a lot of other puns of me and celebrities over the years. I didn't meet a lot of celebrities in person in 2020, and and none really after the Critics' Choice Awards in January, and meeting up with Kelsey Grammer again in Schenectady at the Frog Alley Brewing Company uh, later that month. And uh, so I decided to choose Kelsey to be my celebrity photo for a holiday card, but You know, the holiday season, it was such an odd time, a different holiday season than all the others that had come before it, at least in my lifetime and in so many people's lifetimes. It was a hard holiday season for so many with loss and troubles and trying to find the positivity and the hope in all of this. So I decided to have the pun be, 2020 is almost over. Cheers! With the picture of me and Kelsey, of course, referring to Fraser Crane and him being on Cheers for all those years. So I decided to do that. That felt right uh, for that New Year's card because I don't know about you, but I was waiting for 2020 to end. I really was to move on. Everybody, at least mentally, could move on to a new year and to start anew after all that we had been through over the past year with COVID and the shutdowns and the lockdowns and all of the life changes. So now we are well into 2021, now the second quarter of the year. On Saturday, January 23rd, 2021, Larry King, a broadcasting legend, passed away. Now, you're probably wondering, how does Larry King relate to Back to You? Well, Back to You co-creator Steve Levitan decided to go on Twitter and in three tweets wrote this story about Larry King. True story. I was spending a week in Canada on a lake with friends. One day after wakeboarding, I realized the Ziploc bag with my Amex, driver's license, and $100 in cash had flown out of the boat. I searched the area where I thought it happened, but of course it was gone. We had no internet where I was staying, so I didn't check into Twitter until several days later. That's when I saw a tweet from a guy that my credit card, cash, and license had washed up on his shore. To my great surprise, that guy was Larry King. But there's more. Because I hadn't responded to Larry's tweet, he followed it with a string of videos of him hilariously pretending to pay for expensive dinners around Canada with my credit card. So a giant tip of the hat to at King's Things. That was Larry King's Twitter account. And yes, I got it all back when I returned home. What a nice story from Steve Levitan about Larry King. I think everybody 
Everybody, if you meet a celebrity or two in your lifetime, you always remember them and remember the significance of that moment. And I think every celebrity has their own celebrity story relating to somebody else. And you want to share that at the right time, at appropriate times, and with meaning and purpose. And that's exactly what Steve Levitan did here about broadcasting icon Larry King. So I mentioned a little bit ago, obviously, Kelsey Grammer getting ready to film this new ABC multicam comedy series with Chris Lloyd. What's going on with the Frasier revival? As he told me when I saw him in January of 2020, uh, we're working on it. We're working on it. And that's what he'd kind of been saying for a few years about where the right home was going to be for the Frasier revival, what was going to happen. Well, in the years since we did the first anniversary episode of the Back to You podcast, CBS All Access decided to rebrand itself as Paramount+. Plus coming off of Apple TV Plus and Disney Plus and the success of Hulu and HBO Max and Netflix and Amazon Prime Video and all the streaming services, especially during this COVID era. CBS All Access now Paramount Plus, and they've done major marketing campaigns with the changes in the content and the new SpongeBob movie and the SpongeBob series and all the animated and live-action series that'll be debuting over the next couple of years and movies. Uh, the theatrical Paramount Pictures movies are going to go to Paramount Plus shortly after they debut. So, Frasier was a Paramount-produced show that aired on NBC, which is universal. But because of the connection with Paramount and still being in bed with CBS, the ultimate decision was made. On Wednesday, February 24th, 2021, the announcement that the Frasier revival is officially a go at Paramount Plus, the newly relaunched streaming service that was getting a lot of headlines for some of the first content it was putting out, and this Frasier revival is going to happen. And it's stated that Kelsey Grammer is going to work his schedule around so he can do both a season of the Frasier revival and this ABC multicam comedy series with Alec Baldwin and Christopher Lloyd. To have two comedy series at the same time, including the follow-up to your all-time iconic one that is Frasier, that is uh, quite something for Kelsey Grammer, a, a resurgence for sure in his career, and I think so many fans of his are going to want to check out both shows, but especially the Frasier revival. It's been since 2004. That was when Frasier went off the air, 2004, and here we are, 2021, 17 years later. What's Frasier Crane's life going to be like? We will have to see on Paramount+, Plus. but I feel like coming sooner than that is going to be this ABC show. And on Tuesday, March 16th, 2021, it was announced that James Burroughs will direct and executive produce the pilot episode of this comedy show on ABC, also starring Alec Mappa. So you've got Alec Baldwin, Alec Mappa, and Kelsey Grammer together as these three guys who were roommates coming back together. This whole back to you theme comes back again. I love it. And James Burroughs is going to direct. That's great. You've got an icon in James Burroughs. He did partners with Kelsey and Martin Lawrence. He did Back to You, of course. And now he's going to do this pilot as well and executive producer. Maybe he'll direct all the episodes of this ABC show, at least season one. It depends on how successfully it goes. Uh, Kelsey been friends with James Burroughs for a long time, of course, because of Cheers. And in 2019, we actually didn't talk about this on the first anniversary episode of the podcast. But in 2019, 
Kelsey Grammer came in and guest hosted an episode of the revival of Inside the Actors Studio for the Ovation Channel. And his guest, who we interviewed for the hour, was James Burroughs. Here's a clip of Kelsey and James talking about the early days of Cheers and the Frasier character. Your style of directing, your, your cojones as you call it then, you claimed them during Cheers? Yeah. Huh. Absolutely. Cool. Because yeah, when I when I met you at Cheers, you were you were the king. You know, it just was it was from my loins that show. Right. We talked about the show and what it should be. And we talked about this is the first incarnation of the show. We decided that Sam would work for a woman in a bar. It would be a sports bar because we all love sports. It would be in Boston because that was a rabbit sports town. And we talked about these characters. And they went off to write, and I came back from a trip, and the script was on my doorstep. Diane was highbrow and said stuff that a lot of people didn't get, and we didn't care. Yeah, it's great. You know, it was from our, 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 our loins. There you go. They're back together again. Kelsey, James Burroughs, Christopher Lloyd, and the two Alex on this new ABC show that... Will it will it go on Wednesday nights? That's one of the blocks ABC has for comedy series. We'll have to see when the fall schedules are announced, which is usually in early to mid-May. Could be on Tuesday nights. ABC likes to do comedy sometimes on those. Can they get it up and running for the fall? Will it move to winter or spring? How will it all go? Will there be a studio audience for them actually filming this multicam show? I'm not so sure at this point the way uh, shows are filming these mostly without an audience and using a laugh track probably. But uh, looking forward to hearing more details on that and more details on the Frasier revival over the next year. So as this second anniversary episode of the Back to You podcast has proven, Back to You is still alive and well. People are discovering this show. More people discovered this show when Fred Willard passed away and with all these references and connections to it from Josh and Ty and all these press releases talking about the reunions of the actors and the stars, Back to You is still relevant in the TV comedy world. And I will continue to champion this show for the rest of my life. And as long as these connections still keep happening, Back to You was a successful in terms of quality, not necessarily in terms of ratings at the time on Fox, but... It was a successful show about the TV news world, and so many series have tried comedy and drama over the years since, but not too many have captured the same magic that these 17 episodes with this ensemble cast, with this creative crew in front of, behind the camera, what everybody was able to do. I still love talking about this show. I still recommend you watch this show. Episodes are on Amazon Prime Video. You can also find the Back to You Season 1 DVD, which has all 17 episodes, including the three that didn't air, along with the bonus features. I was thinking, I posted this on Twitter over the past year as well, on at Back to You Pod, because it was a Fox show and it was a 20th Century Fox television produced show, could now, because Fox is absorbed into Disney, could Back to You end up on Disney Plus? I don't know. Maybe it will in their more adult star sections. I know they're doing some things with that. Could it end up on Disney Plus? Wouldn't that be something? I know they'd probably have to take out a few lines and a few references. We'll have to see. Maybe it'll end up on Disney Plus. I'm looking forward to it. The Mouse and Back to You. Maybe. That'll be quite a day. 
I'll definitely take a screenshot and post that if that day ever happens. I want to thank all you loyal fans for listening to this second anniversary episode of the Back to You podcast. Really appreciate it. And uh, I look forward to maybe doing this again in another year. April 3rd, 2022. Third anniversary episode. Of course, what you should do between now and then, not only watch every episode of Back to You, but listen to every episode of the Back to You podcast. I had a blast in the first 17 episodes, not only diving into each episode of the show, but also interviewing some of the great people who were involved with it, including the late Fred Willard and some of the actors and the casting director and writers, including Chuck Tatham, who's who's worked with Josh Gad again on Central Park and bringing in TV analysts and bringing in other people. And as soon as I can bring in another interview with somebody directly involved in the world of Back to You, I will be ready to share that with all of you. Again, to follow me on Twitter at LCJ Reviews, my Instagram is at LightscamJackson. The website that's got a full page devoted to the Back to You podcast and links to all the episodes is lights-camera-jackson.com. You can listen to all these episodes as well at lcj.podbean.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, Twitter at Back to You Pod. That's where you'll find the latest news and updates related to all things Back to You. And I'm sure we'll have more on the ABC show and the Frasier revival in the weeks and months to come. Thank you so much for listening to this second anniversary episode of the Back to You podcast. I'm Lights Camera Jackson. <laughs>